This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Greg Silverman. He's the CEO of a company called Concentric, a software company that licenses Concentric Market, a simulator that improves your planning processes and forecasting abilities. Previously, he was Global Managing Director of Analytics and Valuation for Interbrand. He's author of Turning Complexity into Strategic Advantage and the Interbrand Top 100 Brands Report. Greg, are you ready to take us to the top? How's it going? I'm doing good, man. You said you knew me well right before we went live. That means you listen to the show, huh? I do. What do you think? Do. You like it? I like it. Are you nervous? Not at all. Don't be nervous. I'm a big teddy bear. It's soft, soft. <laughs> all right. Tell us about Concentric. What do you guys do? How do you make money? Yeah. So we license a product called Concentric Market. And basically, it's designed to bring people's data together, put it in a system, and allow them to forecast how well their business plans or marketing strategies are going to work. And what's the business model? Is it like per API call, per record, you know, SaaS? Yeah, it's, seat li- it's a seat license, and you 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 pay per user. Okay, pay per user. Now, any you, you listen. Any other things you want to add on before I start asking questions? Uh, no, it's. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's a breakthrough, right? It's a, it's a really great uh, tool in the sense of how accurate we are and how how fast we help people change their decision making. Yeah, and I want to dive more into the product in a bit in terms of kind of artificial intelligence, machine learning, how you're doing kind of some of this forecasting stuff. But give me a sense first, seat on average. I mean, are we talking 10 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month, 1,000? Uh, we're talking at least 12,000 a month. Per seat? Per seat. Okay, got it. And is that is that a fairly representative average or is that just your enterprise accounts? Uh, that's That's average. Our enterprise accounts are bigger. Okay, got it. So average is twelve grand a seat. Tell me more about how this thing actually works. See, see the you know, Greg. The risk in this interview is we lose people when they hear kind of predictive analytics because it's such a frothy word. Talk hard science to me. Turn me on here. What do you do? Yeah. So first off, we're not predictive analytics. We're forecasting capability. And what we've done is bring five sciences together that came from social science into one planning platform. So we actually create mathematical representations of consumers, how they make decisions, how they talk to each other, how they consume media, and then forecast what's likely to happen for political campaigns, uh, marketing campaigns, social policies, um, anything where there's an alternative where people are choosing between one thing or another. Okay, give me a real story here. Let's dive into politics. It's easy. Everyone knows how it works. Give me a give me a story of how you did this in an accurate format and it helps someone, you know, early on change behavior. Yeah. So we work with a a large uh, automotive company and they were going to launch a new version of a car. uh, And we started working with them uh, four years in advance of the launch. So we started to recreate the market, train the system to understand how their market worked. And two years before the launch, with a new powertrain, new features, new pricing, 
we were able to um, estimate how well the car would sell two years in advance. And when it launched, uh, we were 94% accurate on the actual vehicle sales for the first year of the car. So that allowed them to uh, drop features that they might not have needed. It helped them tailor their advertising. And they uh, saved $160 million in deferred capital and got to market six months earlier. Well, Greg, let me ask you a question, though. So when someone starts using you, before they start using your recommendations today for product release in two years, they want to see how accurate you are first at predicting. That's the only way then the next report you do, do, they'll actually act on your behavior. So that's right. That's a long, quote, sales cycle, right? How do you manage that? How do you get people to take action on your first you know, report or diagnostic report you give them? Yeah, we've been there. We've been in business eight years. And so I, it was a long sales cycle for probably the first five or six years. But now the cases, the work, body of work we've done with others, people want to get into it very quickly. And I think that's the biggest difference in our system and other types of forecasting tools is you can be up and running in four weeks and you can start forecasting every month and getting some accuracy uh, adjustments like how well are we doing? Is it data? Is it assumptions? And they're often running, you know, inside of six months, they can start making, you know, simple decisions. And as they get more confidence that the decisions work and they get feedback, they expand across the the organization. So for this car company, you might give them a report and say, I'm going to make this up. Sales are going to be one billion at the current feature set. However, if you remove the second door, sales will go up to one point two billion. What you're saying is when they took your recommendations, you were right on to to about 94 percent accuracy. That's correct. Interesting. Really interesting. Um, really interesting. Do you, do you typically focus on automotive? Are there specific sectors you go deep in? We, we do great in automotive. That's our longest legacy. We're very big in films, movie, gaming, uh, television, content development. Uh, we do really well in telecommunications, hardware. Greg, tell me a film one. I, I would Give me a Hollywood connection. A movie producer comes to you and says, here's the storyline. Is it going to sell in theaters? That's right. Can you talk about a real example of this from like maybe a couple of years ago? Yeah, we can go pretty far back to do something, say, like Battleship. Okay, tell us. Right. Everyone knows Battleship. Yeah, Battleship. So we were working um, with, a, with, with a film, and they, we saw the marketing that was in it, who the actors were, and also taking a look at um, game recreation, right? Because the thing behind Battleship is there's 100 million Battleship games in closets, and they were trying to tap into that storyline. And when you started to look at the script, it probably wasn't deep enough into that B4, C3, you know, the game we've all played. And we could give them some feedback that said, you may not make your, your box office the way you're intending. So what did you predict box office sales would be before your changes? What changes did they make and how accurate were you when it actually came out? We were very accurate when it came out. We predicted around 75 million for North America, and that's what it was. Okay. Um, I and can't, what was it before changes? Like if they hadn't made your changes, what would it have been? I can't disclose that. Okay. Okay, interesting. So so look, there's private equity firms that listen to this show. I mean, I'd say I have the most sophisticated audience. They're listening to this going, um, if, if he's really this accurate, I want his data to make investment decisions. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that they don't do more simulation Think about it. If you you have a $500 million fund and you're picking 10 winners, you should be estimating, one, how good their market is going to be or how good they'll be in that market. 
And also, do you opt up how how you optimize the investments you make in him? Yeah, well, Greg, because this is what I'm saying. This is a red flag for me. You should be a billionaire by now if what you're saying is actually true in terms of your accuracy. You should be floating in money. Well, you know, it took a while to get the system to work and make it production ready. So we we were kind of a technology inspired consultancy, and then three years ago we pivoted to software. Now we're experiencing that kind of triple digit growth that you would expect. And, you know, sometimes science just takes a while. What did you grow at year over year over the past 12 months? Uh, 100%. 100%. Okay, that's great. And and bootstrapped or have you raised capital? Uh, we've, we've bootstrapped. Um, and then we did um, a round with a group called Launchpad Ventures, which was a Series A. Okay. And so how, we, much, how much is that for? They're pretty, don't they have a pretty standard package they do? They're they're pretty large. They they they're up here in the Northeast and do about ten million a year. And so we we've done a couple million with them. Okay, so a couple, and that's your only capital into the company. Uh, we you bootstrapped, then we did a seed round through an angel, and then they came in and have driven us to the you know productized and gotten our marketing running. But caught like three million ish in to date so far. Everyone, yeah, a little bit more. Okay, a little bit more than three million. That's great. And what have you scaled to today in terms of total customers? We've got um, what we'd call 15 primary customers. Some of them are partners, and so they might have another 10 each. So you can think about us or just over 50 different brands using the product globally. Okay, so 50 brands and how many seats across all those brands? Gosh, that must be closing in on about 135. Okay, 135 seats. Interesting. And who who inside of these companies is typically owning that seat? Is it the CMO, the chief revenue officer? Who is it? Yeah, so we're usually uh, bundled up against the chief marketing technologist, right? And they're partnering with the CFO because what they want to give the marketing team, the product planning teams, the sales team are better forecasting tool. And so that allows them, uh, they drive it. So there's a core team, usually about six who are the heavy modeling analytics workflow people. And then we have a, a second seat where people can just run experiments, the what if analysis, so you can think of our models like six plus 25. Got six it. Six health. Yep. You were going to add on that six plus 25? Yeah, that was it. I okay. Was so if I take yeah. 135 seats times 12,000 bucks a seat per month, I mean, that puts you at 1.6 per month. Is that generally accurate or no? That's, it's, uh, it's generally accurate. There's some, some volume discounts that come in. Okay, got as it. They, as they get to an enterprise. Are you north of a million a month or are you still under that? Uh, we're still under. You think you'll break that, you know, in this year or no? We'll be really close. You'll be close. Okay. So by December 2018, maybe you break <laughs> a million a month, huh? Maybe. All right. Maybe we'll see. And tell me more about, um, economics. So what does it cost you to acquire one of these new $12,000 a month seats? Um, it's pretty low cost in the sense that, um, you know, when we go out and find the companies we're just doing very traditional stuff, some basic marketing uh, shows. So you can think of like our acquisition cost of maybe six to eight percent of the of the first year value of the company. Okay, so if someone's worth again twelve thousand, uh, one seat is worth twelve thousand bucks a month times twelve. That's about one hundred forty four grand a year. You're saying you'll spend about eleven or twelve grand to get one hundred forty four grand worth of value. That's right. And you can see, like, when you look at the industry indexes, you know, people are investing 300, 400 percent of their revenue stream to build that 100 percent growth, really capital efficient, because 
you know, we were actually using our own system to forecast our results. Yeah, you're, you're getting, if, if you're paying 13 grand in CAC and a seat's 12 grand, you're basically getting your payback in a month. That's right. Yep. What's your team look like today? It's small. It's about 15 folks. Uh, just put in a couple of marketing people, just could put in a couple of salespeople less than a year and a half ago. So based with everyone up there in, in Boston, everyone's up there in Boston. Okay. Very cool. So everyone's in Boston. Everything is frozen right now. Hopefully not your pipeline, but everything is frozen generally. Uh, well, since you're coming up, <laughs> I'm going to warm it up into the mid forties. That's good. That'll, that'll be good. I appreciate that. Talk to me about churn. Have you lost any seats over the past 12 months? In the last three years, our, we've had a hundred percent repeat rate for our software customers. So are you not charging enough? Uh, we've been raising the price, but I think what's happened is a lot of those folks invested in us to prove the business case. We needed those early customers. So I think, you know, we're working our way up, but I, it, it hasn't been full value against what they received, obviously. Yep. But we do have proof with some really big name companies that you can see on the site. That's great. And are you cash flow positive right now? Or are you still burning with the capital you raised? We've been, we've been cash flow positive. Um, Throughout, you know, we were profitable when we raised and we had a period where we you have to invest that though at some point. Yeah. Yeah. We invested that, but now we're back to right about break even on, on burn. You know, it depends on the month, but that's always something we can dial up and down as we, we see fit. Yep. And you mentioned you're growing about hundred percent year over year. So take me back 13 months. What were you doing per month about 13 months ago? Would you say? Gosh, not a lot. Um, maybe 50 to 80. Okay. About 80, maybe. Okay. 50 to 80,000 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So something is really wrong with my math. If 130, you, you do big volume discounts then at 135 seats. You, you, you're nowhere near a million a month right now. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the difference is we were shifting people from, I was saying just software revenue. So we, we have a lot of upfront consulting to get people ah, set up. So, so, 18, did you say 18 months ago? We were probably two thirds uh, consulting, one third licensing. Now that's reverse. We're one third, I mean, two thirds licensing, one third services. So back in December of 2016, the end of last year, you're saying you're doing about 50,000 bucks a month in pure SaaS revenue. Is that accurate? Yeah, even a little bit more than that. Okay, a little bit more than that. And you're and you're growing that 100% year over year. So call it 120-ish today per month. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then add on top of that, are, are you doing about the same amount per month in professional services? About the same. Can be a little bigger if we're setting somebody up. You know, it's a one time, let's get you set up, you're moving on, that type of thing. Yep. So 120 grand per month today in pure SaaS, nice and predictable. On top of that, you've got another maybe 100, 120 grand in setup fees, consulting, onboarding. Yeah. Nice business, lower margin, but nice business model. That's, I mean, that's obviously healthy. Um, that's maybe why your churn is so low is you're able to put a lot of human touch on the setup because you charge a, prof- a setup fee. That's right. Interesting. And it's a, it's a high touch, but once people are up and running, they go full software. So how do you, how do you, I mean, what do you assume a customer's worth to you over their lifetime, a seat? Uh, it's a bit unclear yet, right? Yeah. Because we're, we're, we're just getting past that core analytic team, yep. you know, just, just what do you think the minimum is, though? Uh, they stay with you for a minimum X years and a minimum X amount of revenue. Yeah. So if they're with us two years, it's probably 500K plus. Yep. Okay. Interesting. So if I might take three years to get there. Okay. Two or three years. Good. That's good. Now, are you, I, I don't know, when, when did you last raise that money from Launchpad? How many years ago? 
almost two, eight, 19 months, 18 months. Okay. And year one was which year again? With the raise 2015, toward the end of 2015. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I meant when did you launch the company? We launched in 2010, but we we pivoted to software in 2015. Okay, and you did the raise. So two years later, right now, you're either raising capital or you're selling. Which one is it? <laughs> we're, we're focused on growth and new accounts. That's the, that's the right answer, Greg, but I don't know if it's accurate. Are you selling or are you raising capital? We're selling concentric market. <laughs> Good answer. All right. You never, you never sell your company. Somebody has to want to buy it. I hear you. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's the last business book you read? Uh, scale. Number two, is there a CEO in Boston you're following or studying? Um, no. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business besides your own? Favorite online tool for building um, Concentric market. No, besides your own. Oh, uh, LinkedIn. Number four. What? Uh, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Four. Four. And what's your situation? Married, single? You have kids? Hundred uh, percent growth. No family. That's <laughs> that's a good way to say that. So single, <laughs> no kiddos, but four hours of sleep. How do you survive? Not well. Weekends. You catch up. I catch up. All right. Some nights at seven. Some nights at seven. How old are you? 55. 55. Okay, last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, I, I should have been an entrepreneur from a long time ago. Waited too long. Start your company earlier. There you guys have it from Greg. Again, concentricmarket.com. They're helping you do really you know, analytics, understanding. You know, If you add this door in a car model or you don't add it, your sales will be X. They do it across movies. They do it across all kinds of different landscapes. They're, people are paying them on average 12 grand a seat to get up and running. Back a year ago, doing about 60 grand a month in revenue. Today, doing about 120 grand a month in revenue and just pure SaaS, another 120 on top of that in terms of professional services. So call it a quarter of a million a month in revenue, super healthy economics. They have not lost a customer paying 13,000 bucks CAC on average, getting that paid back in less than a month with their team of 10 based up there in Boston. Greg, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you.